Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Arts, where we do not have any intro music or really an intro like line, at the moment. But at the moment, we do have it is in store for the future. Opinions. We do have opinions, and we have these little sound cards that we don't really use because I keep forgetting what each little thing sounds like. I know. Welcome to New York is on there. We do know. Welcome to New York is Did on there. Did we play that last episode? We might have. I don't think I played it. Uh, I, but like, will we get like? No, I don't think they would have put it on there if we would have get, gotten like copywritten, uh, right? I don't know. What if Taylor Swift comes after me? If Taylor Swift comes after me, I'll be like, and, like that's my first interaction with I her. I know that will be like really bad, but like also that would be like kind of like low key as her. Like she came for my throat. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. Yeah, Happy Women's History Month, everyone. And it was yesterday, Women's History Day. Mm-hmm. So or International Women's day yes. not history and of course my favorite post i forgot who posted it first i want to say my friend shannon put it on her story and then i put it on my story um billy eichner on the street when he's like for, for a, a dollar, dollar name, name a, a woman. woman a woman yes for a dollar yoga bag <laughs> i uh, i understand that kind of stress though i do too um so we we ha- we didn't record last week because i i still hadn't re- like fully edited and uploaded the first episode by the time that we are recording this now um, our first episode on the Muppets was uploaded. It's uploaded. It's for your ears and your pleasure of enjoyment. Yeah, it's on our RSS feed, which is linked in our Twitter bio, but it's also on Spotify. And I got an email earlier <gasps> that our did? Uh, Apple um, approved it, and it'll be up shortly on Apple Podcasts. Still no word from Google. Wait, how did you get the email about Apple? I guess because... You linked the RSS feed, mm. and that's linked to the email okay. that you can log into. I gave you all the information. I know. I have all the information, <laughs> but I use like my personal email for the, the Apple verification I have thing. three tabs of emails open at all times Fantastic. on my Google Chrome because I have my school email, my She's personal email. She's a scholar, email, ladies. And my, and my podcast email. So. She's a scholar. She, she, she achieves. <clears throat> She's a star. She's a true star. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um... So our first little segment that we do that goes on for too long and I don't think anyone cares about, but I like it because it gives you a little bit of it, it welcomes what's going you on. into the podcast. You can get all cozy wherever you are in your car, in your home, in your office, at your bar mitzvah. And you understand the wherever. context of the time that we're recording this. Yes. Which is anyway, to name the segment is uh by the time you're hearing by this. By the time you're hearing this. Which is our little like history report for the the really like the past the current few events days of what's going on in pop culture and media film you name it yeah so i mean the biggest story that's been happening for the past like i guess two days now is the uh interview with oprah and ms megan and mr harry miss megan markle miss megan markle queen of suits oh yeah literally that it will Remember when she was on Suits? Yes, it's the only like thing I can envision her as. That's who she is. She is an I just, she is an actor. When I think of Megan, I think of the picture of her at her wedding where she's just smiling up at Harry, mm-hmm. and you can see like her eyes. She's just so beautiful. So, she's so pretty. Can we also before we like really go into? Can we talk about how good Oprah looked? No one is talking oh, about that. No, I think it. I think all of their outfits were very iconic. She was serving those glasses. Like, I feel like we haven't seen Oprah in a hot minute. Obviously, like she doesn't have her show no longer. She's just in her garden. Yeah, and she, she gets comes. Lost she there. comes back when she feels like she needs to, and she comes back. You guys in at a crisis? Right I'm on my way. I'm on my way. <laughs> Oprah knows. Um. 
But yeah, and Oprah's just she's a really good interviewer, and I'm always surprised that people are surprised about that. I'm like, she's a fantastic. Where did you think she got her start? Like she was a journalist, and then the Oprah show, like she was just giving interviews. There's a reason she was so popular. It's because she was so good. Because she's good at what she does. Like she was. I I feel like there's that saying. Maybe some people think it's cliche or it's a reach, but like some people are like, you're born to do something she was born for that she yeah. really was um but anyway this interview shed a lot of light on how the not just the royal family but like and megan was very careful with how she phrased it but like the royal family entity like yes. how it was run as a like a business kind of how oh, of those course. people were very awful to her like she didn't really have anything bad to say about the queen i don't I'm not a big fan of the queen as a figurehead as a person but megan didn't have anything bad to say about her but more so some of the other people in the family and on the business side of the royal family you know worrying about how dark archie's skin was gonna be their son yeah gross systemic racism in the works well i mean they're british what do you expect they're not known for being the best people i know but it's like it just boggles my mind because it's like why is this coming up like now like, how long have they been married for? Well, no, I mean, it like, before Archie was born. I know. They were concerned. How how old is Archie now? Like, one? Yeah. Maybe? I think he was born last spring, summer. I don't remember. I can't, I, it's the, it's so bad. I mean, maybe it's because, like, I'm a dumb American. It's, like, obviously, I think, like, the, the royal family, that's such a huge deal in America as well as other countries, especially, like, in England, but like, but I'm someone who doesn't keep up with it. Like, you shouldn't. They're not that important. I mean, what do they do for me? They're just celebrities. Yeah, they're they are glorified. Money and do nothing because I cannot tell you. I didn't even know Meghan was married to Harry. You should have stopped caring about the monarchy in like 1776 when we got rid of those mofo's. <laughs> you know, like why should we care about the monarchy as Americans, other than the fact that like they have such a like a power grip on you know the media and culture and entertainment especially in the uk which we do a lot of deals with but like yeah we should in all honesty we should not care about the royal family but what they say about power absolute power corrupts absolutely they don't even have absolute power they're just rich assholes yeah and that's that's what i hate the most well rich people have power so well that's true influence money is power yeah Um, it is but yeah so there's all these I don't know. And the way they, no one really helped Megan when she was dealing with so much, you know, vitriol from the press and how mm, it was affecting her good mental word. health. Vitriol? That was a good word. Yeah. That was like. I did okay on my SATs. That was like a, ooh, that was like a, that's a money word right there. Don't talk about money. Anyway. Not about the money. So she, she reached out to all these people within, you know, the, I guess her team who was supposed to help her while she was in the UK. And they were like, eh, you'll be fine. And she's like, yeah, I'm having, like, suicidal ideations. Like, I'm obviously not okay. And the only people she could go to about this were really just Harry and an old friend of Diana's. Yeah. And that was how she was able to get help. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so horrible when Meghan Markle can't get the help that she needs. And it's just so sad because it's very reflective of just, like, you know, history repeating itself. And not even in terms of, like, the royal family, but I think society as a whole just, like, reaching out for help um, help and sh- in terms of mental health issues, I mean, as a society, we have progressed in some ways, and we're, like, kind of honing in on that and, like, really 
um, switching the focus and making sure like people are getting that access. However, I think you made a really great point before how you compare the royal family to a business. And of course, a business, they need the face of their business so that it could flourish. So if the face of their business is not mentally healthy or at 100%, they're kind of going to cover that up. They're not going to want that. They just didn't defend Megan when the press was going after her for no reason. Year. And they were just lying about her oh also. My God. The, the press has been going after her for so long. There was that story that they did where it was like, oh, Megan made Kate Middleton cry. And like in the interview, Megan was like, yeah, actually the opposite happened where Kate made me cry. And yeah. like, we made up separately. And like she's taken back if she did it. And it's like all fine. Not only but is it like. The, the press still spent like spun it that way. And the royal family didn't like go after them they were like yeah whatever like they just didn't defend her and i think that's that's really the problem well yeah again it goes back to the the hot term for today systemic racism but then also like dare i say maybe i'm wrong is that like also somewhat xenophobic of them because she's american i don't think they would have cared that's the right word even if she was british they probably would have treated her this way because she's mixed yeah they are they're just they're, ra- they're racist. I don't know why. They need to introduce some different genes into that family. Yeah, Have you seen the, the male pattern baldness in that in those genes? Like, we can go on all day about, like, the whole interbreeding jokes. Like... Well, yeah, I think what's his... Weren't, aren't uh, Lizzie and what's-his-face, like, second cousins? Girl, I don't know. I told you I know nothing about the royal family. All I know is... I learned a lot the the past few days. (laughs) She's like, I I did my research. The only thing I do know about, like, royal lineage is that idea of keeping it within the family, keeping it within the bloodline. really, well, I mean, it used to be that way, but now it's just, like, um, find someone rich from our country who's white. Which is, like, you know, a little more preferable than, like, sleeping with, like, your family. But, like, it's still awful because it's just classist, obviously. Oh, no, it's extremely classist. And it's... It's also like that I like I hate to use the term I mean more of it's more of a joke the term like pretty privilege but that's kind of what it is it's like look for someone else who's just as pretty as you but actually they're all ugly everybody deep ugly. within and it it shows on the outside My favorite line from the the interview and I've seen it a lot is the were you silent or, or were, were you, you silenced? silenced the latter That's good Sh- shit Oprah you know how to ask a Question. She does like she does not come to play. She's there. She and like the fact that like like no script needed type situation where she can just do her. I thing. mean, I'm sure she had a script. She oh, had prepared questions. She but... had to prepare, but like you, we use the right word prepare. Like she is a professional first and foremost. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just the way she comes up with her style and just like everything about it is so fluid and fluent it's she's immaculate to me she's great anyway so that's the end of that our only other bit of news is that we want to congratulate nick kroll and his wife yes on their baby congratulations you guys congratulations nick kroll you're officially a dilf he is a dilf have you all seen that photo i I think everybody's seen the photo i hope they have if not check out that photo of him carrying his son on his stomach like the Dilf he is. The only reason I knew about that photo was because you posted about it and yeah. I retweeted it. And it, it's something. We, we'll probably just put it on the, the Twitter of our podcast if you want to check out that photo. I might. 
Yep. Um, and that's the only other little <laughs> bit of news. Um, and so now we're going to head into the topic at hand. Yes. And the topic uh, for this week is the show Community. Community. We're doing a TV show this week. So doing exciting. A TV show. TV. Um, this is a show we both really love. Obsess over. Actually, I started watching it only like a year ago. If you could believe that. Yeah, I and started. It's become one of my favorites. I started watching it probably around a year ago, too. Really? It was definitely during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, I remember it was right after my dog died. Uh-huh. I was like, I need comfort right now. Let yeah. me start the show that everybody told me. It really I is a comfort watch. show. Oh, it's, such a, it's such a comfort Do you want to know how many times I've watched it since the first time? How many? Six. Oh, I'm, I was going to say, only like three for me. But even that's a lot within a year. Yeah, I've watched it six times within a year. Yeah. I'm insane. Like, I, it's, I can't even... I can't say like six times like you consciously <laughs> like consciously like I put it on a lot when I go to sleep oh yeah so like I'm not always active with it but six times around well for sure. yeah I mean the first time you really need to watch it actively and yeah. then every time after that like I have it like ingrained in me so like I don't yeah need mm-hmm. to anyways I'm gonna talk a little bit not about like history like I do on some other stuff but I'm gonna talk about like kind of the setup for the show what it's about like how it got its footing and just a little bit about the creator, Dan Harmon, and what happened to him during the filming of the yeah, show. Yeah, just in case any of you guys don't know. I'm assuming that a lot of the people listening to this are listening to it because they like community or they just They're like interested us. to learn more about it. Yeah, and but if, so, if, if you just like us and you're, you're uninduced to this show, this will serve as a little bit of context, I suppose. Yeah. So, But there will be spoilers. There will so, be spoilers, as always. So if you are not willing to listen to that, pause right here, go watch the show, and come back when you're ready. So come back and, like, two months <laughs> not even you could probably binge it in like two weeks a whole series that's true i think i watched it all in like three weeks yeah um so this little um like synopsis of the show i kind of like looked at different like syn- synopsis synopses whatever you want to call it on i almost just said i'm gonna say it the interweb the interweb i looked at i looked up some and i came up with like my own so i'm gonna be a little dramatic with this one. Oh god all right oh god so, following protagonist Jeff Winger, who has fallen from grace after faking his law degree, he must return to community college in order to gain back the lifestyle he once had. In an attempt to woo the pretty girl from Spanish class, Winger decides to host a fake study group and soon realizes he's taking on more than he bargained for. I love how that's like, well, that's mostly like the pilot slash yeah. first few episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's even like a line within the show. Where they're like, oh, remember when this was like a study group? Yeah, and like, it's just it, like it, it just totally the show. Veers the off. show goes into complete chaos and becomes so Not meta. Even chaos, but it just like so meta. It evolves in such a natural way mm-hmm. that I think it it's just beautiful. shows the strength of like the screenwriting. Where like once you make these characters that are so strong on their own, you can send them on any storyline and it'll, you can still sell it without it dealing directly with like the original premise yeah, of the show which is great and there's so much growth within the show which is really cool um in terms of its ratings so Rotten Tomatoes it, overall like the whole series as a whole um has 88 percent, which is really pretty good. good their highest season like their highest scoring season was season two it has a perfect 100 percent. yeah on as Tomatoes. it deserves that's a it's such a good season. it's such a good season like it, it is immaculate it like it deserves that rating the lowest rated season, it's not going to be a surprise. Season four? Season four. It is at 65%, which That's honestly is still, still not, bad. not too bad. Here's the thing. Everyone dunks on season four, but I'm like, I still enjoy watching it. It's still it. good. It's, it's not just, as good. It doesn't live up to 
the other seasons. Yeah, for sure. like when you look at like the the seasons that were written by Dan Harmon and directed by the Russo brothers, you're like yes. these are community. Season four, it seems like it, it still is community, but you can tell there's other. People. And there's a reason why it tanks, in which I'm going to talk about in a few seconds. So as we've mentioned already, the creator of the show is Dan Harmon. You might know him from something like Rick and Morty, Rick another and Morty. really popular show. Um, basically, um, the first five seasons of the show were on NBC, and the show kind of got canceled. So what happened was Yahoo um, Screen, which was its own like mini service, picked it up for the sixth and final season after the NBC cancellation. So in terms of season four and why it's it's not a hot commodity. So basically what happened is um, Dan Harmon got fired mm-hmm. after season three. Um, so it's claimed that this was due to erratic behavior and misconduct like on the set. So some things that they listed was um, he was constantly late all the time. He was falling asleep on set, um, and he was procrastinating and causing trouble amongst the other individuals. And these are all things that Dan Harmon has owned up to and like yes. apologized for. It's not like he's denying any of it. Oh, for like, sure. Like he knows what he did was wrong. Um, at the same time, like he's your showrunner. Yeah. And the creator. How do you fire him? Yeah, and ex- unless he like committed a crime, I don't know. Um, and the, the funniest, not, it's not funny, but the, the, the most wild part about this, guess how he got fired? Email? Worse. They texted him. They texted him? Yeah, so oh he was fired, God. um, by getting a text message, basically. Um. That's like when but, uh, Scaramucci. Yeah. Discovered that he was being fired from, like, the Trump administration on Twitter. He was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Um. That's, like to me, this horrible. is just so pretty little liars. That's like getting an A message on your phone. Like, ha, ah, Dan Harmon, you're fired, bitch. Kisses A. Like, mm. that's that's low. That, that is really, that is low. That is so disrespectful. It really is, especially to the creator. Like, yeah, whatever. But what's really awesome is they did bring him back onto the show. So for seasons five and six, um, after the show took a dip with those ratings. In season four, they decided to bring him back. Yeah, on. never f- really fully recovered, yeah. like financially and viewership wise. And guess who we have to thank for him coming back? Mostly, I think he might cast right, but someone in specific, like someone in particular, and I think you might be a little shocked. I might have heard about this. I forget because I, I have watched a vi- uh, Drew Gooden did a video on mm-hmm. Community. Yeah, um, that I watched, but I don't remember all of it. So. Um, we kind of owe most of this to Joel McHale. I I feel like I really like Joel McHale, but there's something about him that, that I don't trust. I, yeah. Yeah. He's I don't know. There's something I'm like he has a, an army he, hammer energy to him. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> like I think he I yes. think he's eaten human flesh at some point. Not even that. Like I just feel like he there's there's like. Ten percent of him that's misogynistic deep down there. I there there's just like there's little I think things when you're I don't that trust. Hot, you're allowed to be a little. Oh, that's a hot day. I'm allowed to say that I'm a woman, and it's <laughs> she's like I'm a woman. I can hate on myself, and I can let a man hate on me. It's too. Women's History Month. I'm allowed to be a little misogynistic, and I'm allowed to allow other people to be misogynistic. You can't. I'm not going to. You can let people Eva. be homophobic. I can't. Yes, I can as much as I want to. Um. So basically, what happened is you. Um, we're right obviously the cast was like a huge backing of it but it actually all started with the fans the fans obviously like without fans you have nothing and i don't 
I don't understand why the media hasn't understood this by now. Like, fans push everything. They're the reason, like, art, entertainment is created. It's for fans. So basically... Well, in American culture, it is. For, yeah, exactly. So the fans um, started to speak up. And as I said, Joel McHale was the one who actually pushed for both companies. So um, NBC is under Sony. So they kind of work together hand in hand. So both those companies... Um, he pushed towards them to allow for Harmon's return, um, in which, you know, he finally did. And I just, that's kind of where I'm going to leave it at. That's all I wanted to talk about in terms of background. I wanted to say a little quick thing about season six, which is the last season. But yes. so it was put on the streaming service. It was the Yahoo one. Yes. Um, Yahoo that stream. was the only show I think they ever really produced on that. Yes. I think there was like one or two other uh, shows that they did. And it cost so much money. And it made Yahoo, like, no money. And so the whole entire service shut down yes. after this. Yeah. And then you couldn't access the sixth season until they put it, I think, on Hulu. Sh- streaming services. Yeah, yeah. Now it's – I think – I don't know if it's on Hulu anymore. I know Netflix has it. It's on Netflix. And then, of course, like, if you're, like, me and you're a crazy fan of any show, I always get the box set DVDs. I, I have probably not, should. Because I have not I, got Community yet, but it is on my um, it's on my list. Because they, they dropped an episode or two yes. from Netflix because of – problematic the blackface stuff yeah my thing with that is like they address the blackface within the episode and they're like this is awful yeah this is racist yeah so it's not like saying it's okay whereas in like there's some old snl sketches i'm saying old as if like they're from like the 80s no they're from like the 2010s yeah or like earlier 2000s snl always digging themselves into a hole (laughs) bill Hader was in blackface (sighs) and they still air those episodes of SNL, so I'm like, and they don't condemn it, so I'm like, what? I'm surprised Bill has not gotten a lot of backlash for that. Oh, he has. I mean, he. But he's not like a, a social media person, so he's not had to like make a public statement about it. I know. It. I'm like, I was about to say, I'm like, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten canceled on like Twitter. I'm sure they've tried to, especially because I think he was also in Tropic Thunder, which has blackface yes. in it. But again, it's like, <sighs> just. I if even if you want to make fun of blackface, it's just easier just to not do anything about it. Like just don't even. If we learn anything from this, just don't do it. Yeah. Like it's, it's not worth it. It's not hard to be a good human being. Just don't do well, it. Well, I mean, like even if you're like wanting to make a statement about it, like just ironically, just no, just like, no. Don't. There's no need to make the statement because you're just gonna screw yourself. Yeah. There's no need to make that statement. It just, it does no good for anyone. Like just. It's 2021. Just like no. Anyway. Anyways. Moving on to our main segment yeah um so we made this list in september we did and i barely March. remember that list i okay. i pulled it up back on my my screen today and i reviewed it but we basically rated slash ranked every single character from community at least like the main ones who you would maybe remember yeah um and do you remember the criteria that we used the first time is definitely i want to say hotness is a part of it yeah how much we would want to make out with to be appropriate the actor who plays them yes um uh, iconic status i think was one of them yeah um and i don't know i don't i think there were four criteria i only remember did we also do smoke sesh with them no we didn't do so yeah no that was for the muppets that was just for the muppets yeah Everyone at home is like, what are you talking about smoking with? So whenever Kate and I do rankings, whether it's for a podcast or just solely like our pure entertainment, 
we have you know the criteria of our rating system and so we need a couple metrics, categories. If you yeah, will. the metrics we need a couple categories so when we did the muppets that was even longer ago um we decided one of the criteria would be like would we smoke a blunt with this would, character? no would would they be in the smoke circle uh would they be in the smoke and circle? i'm a, yes. it's actually a recent meme that like people are like dream blunt rotation yes and I i'm s- like oh my god we were talking you're about gonna make this fun of me. all the way back like, in now august i feel like now I feel like an idiot and I'm starting to feel like a millennial like when I was like trying I couldn't understand that like new Twitter thing for the longest time until you just explained it right now you what do you mean like I obviously sort of like people would be like blunt rotation and I'm just like over here like don't I I am empty-headed I don't know what you're saying oh you didn't even understand what I put my own version on my finsta with <laughs> Janice no um the quote-unquote bitch in question mm. um who else did I have on it? The Eraserhead Baby mm-hmm. and Roderick from the yes. <laughs> Kid. Oh my I don't God. know who the weirdest person on that list is. I think it's the, definitely not Janice. I think the best is Roderick. I think the best is the Eraserhead Baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So we had some of these criteria, which is how we came up with this list. Um, I'm going to go backwards from our our like least favorite slash worst character. Oh, I'm so ready. All the way to the best one. For um, sure. Okay, do you remember who we had at the bottom? If I can take a guess, is it Pierce? He's second to last. Okay. So that's a bit of a spoiler for the next person. But the last person is directly related to Pierce, and that's Cornelius Hawthorne, his oh father. Oh, my God. Yes, how could I forget Cornelius Hawthorne? He's You've racist, devil. homophobic. These are my notes that I wrote. Oh. Looks like he would smell like spoiled milk. Yes. He's just awful. Also, the animal cruelty. I was about to say the whole, because he has the wig made of ivory. Yeah. Which, which isn't a wig that's like a helmet it's it's basically a helmet that just festers bald man sweat and bacteria <clears throat> like sir you killed a, a fucking elephant to put on your head for that I can excuse racism but I draw, draw the, the line, line at animal, animal cruelty. cruelty you if can you, excuse racism <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get that line well I, I think I saw that meme before I ever watched Community well, some, it, it some people may have never seen the meme so if you don't get that line it's the, if you know you know if you don't you don't now I feel like we're being exclusive and I know we never want to be exclusive but to our anyway Cornelius is just the worst he's not supposed to be a likable character yeah. so that's okay so it's okay to hate him um, he honestly would probably be at like one of those problematic protests like protesting he's definitely like an ex-KKK member yeah like protesting the wrong side one he of the just, proud boys QAnon yeah. All the bad groups you can think of, he's probably part of. Yeah. Probably and was part of some, like, mafia group. Well, the but mafia isn't so bad. Oh, no, the mafia probably so wanted bad. to take him out. Oh, they could Like, take... that's how bad he is. The oh, mafia... they could take him out easily. Yeah, bashed in his kneecaps. I wasn't saying he was, like, a part of... Like, he wasn't doing the killing, but, like, he was probably involved in the financials. I mean, I'm sure a lot of his money came from doing illegal deals. Yeah. Because hand wipes, you make that much money off of hand wipes? No, no, no. Moist towelettes. Anyway. Anywho. Next on our list is Pierce, who Pierce. is one of the main characters for most of the show. Yeah. And we're supposed Up until to... What, what season does he leave? Fifth I want to say fifth. I want to say the fifth as well. Yeah. Um, Pierce is 
sexist, racist, homophobic, the worst in general. They try and make us sympathize with him at a few points, and you almost do, and then he ruins it. Wait, does he die in the show? He dies. I have to say that is an iconic That's episode. Very, and he dies because he was kind of having trouble with the other people on set. Like, no one yes. liked him, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. He's an asshole. He, yeah. I think that was, yeah, that's another one of my notes. Fuck Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, a huge, like, not only is your character terrible, but, like, you as a human being. Makes like, it easier to write him off, though. It is. He's, oh, like, not sure. beloved by anyone who But all I can think of is that episode where, you know, they basically review his assets and give it to the group members, and it's literally just a canister of oh, his canister sperm, sperm for everyone. Did you see the recent, um, when, I think it was during quarantine. The table read. The table read. With and, Pedro Pascal. With Pedro Pascal. And he could not stop laughing at the sperm jokes yes that was so good it was so adorable of him he was like a little eighth grader he was so excited to do it like at this table read he was like oh my god like and like it's it's so funny because they're so like that does not phase them because that was their life that the show so like they were they just read that like in character and he just couldn't handle it It was so funny but it was also really good because like it kind of breathed new life into, into the, the script yeah. where it was just like oh now here's this newcomer who finds this stuff funny for the first time you know yeah i mean after the fact that he already watched it in real life but um and it made it fun i guess for everyone else like he he kept apologizing he went on uh, joel McHale's and ken jong's um podcast afterwards mm-hmm. and he was just like i felt so bad for laughing they're like no we enjoyed it a lot yeah, no, more because like he's like a good human and like another means few minutes on this podcast spent to talking about how much we love Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, like he can't do any wrong. I actually have a question for you. This is kind of just like it came up in my head for the moment. If you could replace Chevy Chase um, with another actor to play Pierce for the show, who would it be? Hmm. Damn. Good question. Yeah. I would say shit. I don't know. I haven't thought about it, because it has to be someone who can, like, play, like, an asshole character like that. Who do you, I have someone in mind, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, yes. Who did we talk about the other day? I don't know. Who did we talk about the other day? Um, the Shape of Water. Oh, really? Yes. No, he's not old enough. I'm thinking about just, like, old actors who, like, used to be, like, you know, big when they were younger and now are like aging and like taking on these kind of more not ironic roles, but like you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh part of me? No. No, he's not old enough either. For everyone at home wondering um, who that shape of water person is, by the way. It's Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say his name because I, I didn't want to agree. I clearly, I just, I forgot his name for a hot minute. That's why I was like, uh, shape of water. We were just talking about him the other day. Uh, yeah, so. I didn't want to invoke him if uh, Invo- How I wasn't. Michael Shannon? Probably like 50. Oh, yeah. no. We, oh, yeah. I mean, but he was. What year was he born? 74. So he's younger than 50? He's, no, 74, you said? Yeah. We can't do math. We're not. He's like 40-something. Yeah. Late 40s. Um, I thought he was a lot older. I'm sorry, Michael Shannon. Yeah, apologize to Michael Shannon. I am so- He's a phenomenal actor. He's great. I love him. Uh, we we, we spoke deny. about this, but. Um, oh, oh, my God. God. Maybe this is a little too, like, <sighs> King Daniel Craig. No, he's too young. 
I'm telling you, it has to be like a grandpa. Daniel Craig could be a grandpa. My thought went to Danny DeVito because he already plays like an asshole on It's Always Sunny. But he's Danny no, DeVito. Yeah, he, he just he has that. Here's the thing. Pierce is dead. He's not coming back. Yeah. So we don't have to think about this. I know. The, these are the things that keep me up at night, honestly. Oh, they need a... girl, get some priorities. I know. Okay, let's move on to the next character. Okay. I don't want to talk about Pierce anymore. Okay. The next character on our list who is also bad is Todd. Buck Todd. Is that? He's the weirdo who was in their bio group. <gasps> oh my god, yes. Okay, but this is where we, we differ a little. I kind of like Todd. You like kind of like him at first because you're like, oh, they're being way too mean for him. For oh, yeah. Reason. And then he like turns into like kind of an asshole character. So you're like, okay, it was justified. Um, He's also in the Yam episode, right? Yeah. yeah. Isn't he the one who messes with the yams i think so yeah he has he's a to villain. help his girlfriend he's a villain wait which doesn't make no who no who is he trying to help vicky yeah but no wait isn't he married he is married and has a kid so did we just discover something i said i know he's an incel despite having a wife and a kid he has um incel energy because i know he was like in the military or something he was and like coming back as a student. So then why would he try to help Vicky? I don't remember exactly. Is this like some like plot was? Is there something something going on? I really have no idea. I said he also plays um Schmidt's asshole college friend on New Girl, so I'm predisposed to hate him. Okay. Yeah, that's a little that's a little biased. Like but he, he we played, will accept it. Well actually I watched New Girl after I watched mm. Community. No, it's okay. Like I carry over my but hatred. I it. carry over my hatred of characters to their other role. Like I before like with we, Michelle Williams. I was like before we started recording, and I was talking about my hatred for Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams, you are phenomenal, but I hate you because of Dawson's Creek. Wow. I'm sorry, Jen. Whatever. Um, next character is. Gosh, she will be dealt with. Is Annie Kim, who is also oh. dubbed, I think, Asian Annie, which is a little problematic. But like, how isn't she lower on her list? Because the only thing she really does wrong is not be Annie. But be her at the same time. No, because she's like vindictive. It, you know, she re, she who she reminds me of. Like no one in particular, but she like she's, Rachel Berry. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> Rachel Berry energy. She should have been lower on her list. Like no, because and not only does she go around being sneaky, but she tries to steal credit for stuff, and she's a kiss ass. Like fuck her. Yeah, but that's like not in like that's not like villainous. That's just like. You know, and I think. Do you think she's like Leah Michelle and can't read her script? Maybe. <laughs> I think I have I have problems with just the fact that they chose an Asian woman to portray her, and it was like supposed to be like this is like Annie, but like evil Annie, and it's like, and she's an Asian woman. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and then I feel I'm like, comfortable with that. Yeah, and then it also plays on the trope that like Asian people have to be the best of the best, and they have to be the smartest yeah, of everything. Yeah, that wasn't. Great. And that like she's trying to steal basically the main Annie's like spot and she's trying to like one up her to get like the better grade I guess I don't know yeah it's a little it's it's more than a little dicey yeah and I said she would have been better if she were a lesbian which I think goes for a lot of characters oh for sure I'm like this character would have been better if they were gay I wish Britta was at least like bisexual I think it's said that she is Is or like hinted at Maybe. But it might be like, you know, she's bar sexual where it's like, oh, when she was drunk and younger, like she would mm-hmm. hook up with women, but it's yeah. like that's over now. Yeah, she's she's a grown girl now. Ew. Yeah. 
Um, next on our list is one of my least favorites, and that's Professor Slater, who is Oh my the, god, she's god awful. She just has no personality besides just being the hot, sexy professor that Since Jeff is you into. are a woman and it's um woman's month, you have the privilege to feel a certain way towards her. That I <laughs> to can't. be misogynistic. Yes. <laughs> the oh feminism my. leaving my body as we discussed. When, when Professor Slater comes on the screen. <laughs> For sure. No, because she was just inserted just to be, like, an obstacle to, like, the Jeff and Britta arc. Yeah. That they, by the way, they ditched after, like, the second season anyway. But then also, like, she literally hates on other women, Professor yeah. Slater. Like, That's she's not very so, oh my God. progressive of her. She's very possessive of Jeff, even though... Like, but she also like treats him really weird. She's like very on and off with like what she wants. She's just like, I don't want to date you. Wait, yes, I do. And it's like, you can't do that to a man. And like, I don't know. I feel like she should know this. Like she, because it's the also mani- she's a professor. That's so there's, a, say, there's a power. Balance. Yes, it's the manipulation of power. It's a student professor student teacher relationship, which is also already super taboo. If it, she were a man and it was like Britta or something, we would have been like. She's awful, but I think a lot of people sympathize with her a little bit because she's a woman. I'm like, no, 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 no. See, no, I think actually, ooh, I think it's interesting that you bring that up. I would actually kind of say the opposite. I think if she was a man going after a young girl, I think people would find it more attractive. I would hope not. Well, I mean, look at, this is the second time bringing it up today. Look at Pretty Little Liars with Ezra and Arya. It was the male oh. teacher and the female student. Well, that was also because the actual actors are closer in age. Not true. That, that is true. And I guess if Jeff is older, it's like, oh, it's fine. But, like, the whole, it's the idea of, like, sexualizing characters and just the entertainment industry as a whole. Like, making everything, like, this sexy version, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes it more acceptable, which is not true. And, well. I don't think we're supposed to like her character because she, just made? I don't know. Oh, God. I'm Be- sorry. Because she, we're not supposed to like her because she is an obstacle. She is an obstacle. But at the same time, she's just given no personality. So, again, maybe this is just the writers not doing As a writer, their, their as a job. screenwriter, Miss Miss Ma'am, oh. she, you you do the damn thing. Um, I would, I would hope you would write her differently, correct? Like, I think she like. I think I'd write her as less of a bitch. Not only that, but like you said, she's an obstacle. I think that's the perfect word, and I feel like it's like a tr- a cheap trick up the sleeve. Yeah, like obstacle. she needs her. She needs more agency. Yeah. Um, is she hot? Yes, but she's boring. Is she hot? Yeah, but she's but she annoys me. Okay, moving <laughs> on to our next character, which is Dean Spreck, who is the dean of City College. Yes, Dean Spreck. He is evil and classist. Yeah. Two are the worst things to be. Um, he looks too clean. And it makes me uncomfortable. And he is definitely sitting on a heap of unused Kohl's cash. <laughs> yeah. He just gives me that vibe. He, he, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he queer coded his character? Probably. I think both of the deans are. I think they are. They're yeah. like both kind of bald, same, similar build and stuff. Like yeah. they're supposed to be seen as like kind of inverses of each other. Yeah. Um foil characters. If he's queer coded, then yeah, not only is he sitting on Colt's cash, he also I feel like shops at eclectic stores and tries to return like a week or two later and like return the stuff that he bought that he already used. He sends young twinks money. <laughs> yeah. He's a is he a sugar daddy? Yeah. 
But like, how much money can he have? He's a dean of city college. Well, that's that college makes a lot of money. That's true. They're like the Do nicer deans college. Make a lot of money. Probably they probably make a decent amount more than yeah. professors. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't see most deans. I I mean, maybe about I'm, I'm talking with like pure nonsense, but I feel like again, I don't know a professor's salary, but I feel like um, I feel like a lot of them are definitely underpaid. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um. So our next uh, character is Professor Whitman. He's the the carpe diem professor uh, who professor makes Whitman. Jeff sees the day in like the second or third episode. Yes, and he comes back a few times. Does he? He does. Very briefly. Okay, yeah, because I'm like, I don't really like remember ver- him outside very, of that yeah, episode. No, he's very much like background noise in some other episodes. He, um, he's very endearing to me. Really? Yeah, he kind of is. Like, I know we're supposed to get angry at him because he's another obstacle. He's an obstacle for Jeff. Um, but rightfully so because Jeff is just, he wants to get away with everything. So, like, whenever, honestly, whenever Jeff is presented with an obstacle, I'm kind of happy. I'm like, you kind of deserve That is this. going to be a trend <laughs> in our ratings. <laughs> yes. But I don't like that he thinks he's, like, this Robin Williams character in, like, uh, not, uh, like, Dead Poet Society. Yeah, he, he very much... Where I he's think like, they, I want to inspire and change Well, they even use that like, reference in the episode. Yeah, but, like, yeah. this is community college, man. Just, like, do your job. These kids aren't looking for their lives to be changed. They I know, but, like, I... Maybe I'm... Like, like I a, hate when professors do that I know, to me. maybe I'm being a softie. I'm, like, coming from the education field myself and, like, being a teacher. But, like, I... Does he take it far? Yeah. But, like, I look at it as, like, I mean not to get too personal and be like oh my god but like for me like my goal as a teacher and the reason I wanted to be a teacher was like I want to make sure I turn at least like one kid's day around if well, I can yeah you that. can yeah. do that and still do your job yeah like, but like his being over the top is maybe a way for him to project that like energy and for him to like get some type of change with like one person I don't know I'm, I'm, I think I might be overlooking it and that's fine yeah I don't know I just he's fine He's not my favorite, but I do find him endearing to an extent. I find him annoying. <laughs> um, next on our list is Professor Kane, who is the biology professor. Yes. He, the one who went to prison. Yes, he was a former right. inmate. Good for him. Yeah. He made it out. The one thing I have against that plot line. Is that he's black? Yes. And it's like, yeah, I went to jail. But isn't it like thing a thing where... What he thinks Pierce was friends with him, or someone else was friends with him. Yes, Jeff becomes paranoid once he gets like kicked out of the class, and he thinks that Pierce had to do with it because he sees a picture of like Pierce and a black guy, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. it's the professor," and it's like, "No, it's just a different black guy." And yeah. He's like, oh. And he like, there's a there's a lot of episodes that imply like Jeff is not the most stable. Oh no, he he's not. Is it? I mean, of course he's not. He, he like, just he has this cool degree. demeanor. Yeah. So he he has the most. Oh well, it's very overt. He has the most daddy issues. Oh yeah. There's like several episodes. Um, I thought this professor was cool. He didn't take jack shit, and that's that's always hot. A, always a that point is for hot. Him. Always a point for anyone who doesn't take jack shit. Yep. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about him. Damn. He's in a few episodes. I like him. He's a good stable presence yes um next we have mr rad who's the glee club director oh my god unhinged it is heavily heavily implied that like he killed 
the, past the other Glee clubs, <laughs> which you know what? That is good one, for him. I think that episode is in my top three episodes. The Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. It's really funny because my one of my all time favorite parts of the entire series is when they do the winter showcase, and then Britta comes out, and <laughs> Dean Pelton is like, "Oh, Britta's in this." I wrote that down underneath this. I wrote, "Oh, Britta's yeah. in this." <laughs> that so, is one of my favorite lines of the whole series i say that all the <laughs> and it's like such a thing whenever there's anything with gillian jacobs in it people are like oh Britta's in this <laughs> and like the joke kind of gets old because like obviously she's more than just that character but it's yeah. also kind of funny um but so mr rad probably killed the other glee clubs which is good because glee club is annoying <laughs> yeah so and then, i don't think he's a bad person but that. then also <laughs> going back to jeff winger being an absolutely horrible human being he is the reason he sent the newer glee club into a psychiatric hospital that's true but i think that's okay again because they're glee club yeah they're basically the equivalent of theater kids so they deserve it yeah yeah Yeah. and he uh this character is also played by um karen killam who i love so i i think he's pretty good um next on the list is vice dean laybourne who's played by Mr. John Goodman. I'm surprised he's kind of up there. Well, because I think that arc, the whole like air conditioning repairman school, yeah. school arc is so out there and fun. It is. It's also really cool because it's very cult mentality. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's 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 just so funny. And it's to watch it all subtle. play out, you're like, I have no idea what this is leading to. And it's really, I think the best running joke is that the vice dean is the one with all the power. Yeah, and like they get all the money and stuff. Yeah, That's it's just cool. so funny. Um, yeah, this this character, he's not like a good person, but the performance by John Goodman is so fantastic that he's in just a few episodes. And yeah, he's so and iconic. his presence is just, and it's so great because I feel like. I feel like over those few episodes, he changes his look over a few times. Oh, yeah, and doesn't he have, like, like, a goatee or something? Yeah, or doesn't he have a ponytail at one point? I don't even and it's know. just, like, so out there, and we're like, what the heck? Um, what the heck? I love the part where he brings Troy into that room. He's like, you know, like, room temperature? Yeah. This is that room. And <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> it's like, I don't feel anything. And he's, like, mesmerized. Uh, it's so it's so fantastic. Ugh. Um. Great character. Um, yeah. Next on our list is Starburns. Starburns. His real name is Alex, Alex, I guess. But we're not going to call him Alex. No, because he hates when people call him Starburns. Yes. And I think it's funny. Um, I think if I met him in real life, he would scare me and creep me out. He would probably seem my way, but I, he would definitely be one of my favorite classmates. Yeah, I guess like he'd be funny to have in class. But I wouldn't want to talk to him. Yeah, he would not be in my entourage. Like, I'd laugh at him in class, and then if, after class, he went up to us and was like, oh, so what are we all doing later? I'd be like, I'd lie to him. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my God, we actually have something going on that's been planned for months My grandma's now. funeral. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> sorry, Starburns. Like, maybe next week? Like, um, yeah, for sure. He's an idiot, but a lot of fun. And the actor, I think he was either a writer for the show or a friend of the writer. Yes, show, he was like, involved. Dan Harmon. I forgot how. He didn't want to be that like he was supposed to be in a few episodes as this character and then that character was supposed to like kind of go away but But people loved the character so much so they like forced him to keep on playing it and then Mm -hmm. finally they killed him off 
and then they brought him back and he still had to play the character and so i mean kudos to him for and that's what makes it so that. iconic because he faked his own death <laughs> and then it was all in like the hopes of like creating cat run vehicles or something yeah he wanted cats to like guide like little like a little Thing. And it wasn't like his fake death. It was like a meth lab explosion or something. <laughs> it was a meth lab explosion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so good old Starburns. Next character on our list is the Greendale human being. I don't have much written other than iconic. scary, but I like Iconic, that. iconic, iconic. I just think it's so funny. For me, it's... I am obsessed with the human being. Oh. I don't know why. I think I... that makes sense for you. I just there's something about the energy of the Greendale human being that like it, like whenever that character is on the screen, I just get so excited. I'm just like it's like it's just pure bliss, especially when like they do fun little things. Like I remember one of the Christmas episodes. I think they dressed the human up in like icicles and like mm-hmm. other things, and it was just so cheery and happy. And like yeah, this is cre- and like I think Shirley even like mentioned like this is kind of creepy, but like it's creepy but like kind of endearing. Yeah, I keep using endearing tonight. Yeah, that's like I? that's like your buzzword. And I don't know why. I feel like that's, like, such a, like, 40-year-old. No, I use that word. It's definitely an adult word. I am an adult, I guess. Or, like, yeah. like you wouldn't catch, like, the cool kids saying endearing. I think you absolutely nice. would. You hear you hear them saying endearing, optics, zeitgeist, all those words, baby. Yeah. Vitriol. Vitriol. Um, the real winner. I like um that uh, it's, like, a funny thing for me when there's a character that's kind of in a costume and you never really know who's underneath yes, that costume. Yes, that's the best part of the whole character. When you I, don't know who I it is. I was developing and you never will. a pilot. Um, I didn't end up going with this one for class, but um, where it takes place at a, at a theme park. And so there's this one character who's like the mascot for the theme park. Mm-hmm. And they're always in the costume. Yes, and, like, I everyone, remember you telling me about Everyone this. like pretends like, like, oh, you know, them. And they just call them by like the name of the mascot. And everyone kind of has like this unspoken agreement that they don't know who's in there, but they, but pretend, they pretend that like they, know. they do. Oh, and no, it's such never a good revealed. Bit. So good. Like I just think that's really funny. Um, and kind of creepy. I like when shows are creative like that. So creative like that. Creative. Um, next on our list is Professor Sean Garrity, who's the drama like theater professor. Oh my god, yes. He's also like the conspiracy theory. I love him. Professor Professorson. Oh yeah, Professor Professorson. Um, he just seems like fun. He's got this like low key energy, but like he's actually okay, kind of chaotic. I'm gonna say something, and we might not be on the same page. And I'm so ready for you to judge me. What? Do we like think he's like low key hot? I wrote in my notes, kind of handsome. <laughs> yes. Like you got me on this one. You got me on this one. <laughs> like I so wouldn't mind saying after for some extra credit. No, it's just he just seems like he gets it. He has hot energy. He, like, oh yeah. my god, thank you. <laughs> oh my god. I don't always always agree with you on these things. <laughs> but when we do, it's magic. It is. It is magic. Um, he is uh, kind of hot. Yeah. Right. That was the biggest serotonin boost I've gotten all day. So thank <laughs> That's you. That's sad. <laughs> it is. I mean, at the same time, my serotonin bo- boost was like I went to Target was this- buying stuff for Ray. No, this this girl asked me. <laughs> Oh, where I got my coat because she really liked it, and I said I got it at Target, and we were like, "Har har har," that's where we're at right now. We're at the store where you bought it. Wild. I don't know, Mike, but I got it in the fall, so it's probably not available on Tuesday. Oh shucks. 
We had a little bit of a laugh. That's cute. It was I, nice. I, it generally made me happy. No, I do love nice interactions with complete strangers. Yeah. Because it gives you hope for humanity. You're like, maybe not everyone out there is completely, utterly terrible. Yeah, I had pleasant interactions with everybody today. So I'm, I'm in a good mood, which is yeah. odd. What's going to mess it up? We'll find out. Um, Next on our list is Buzz Hickey. Who? That's who I was thinking of before when you um, were talking about the professor, the history professor. And I'm like, no, he's in because they look a lot alike. Or maybe they're I'm just, bald and old. They're bold. They're they're bald. They're old and they're both white. So that's true. I'm sorry. So I mean, I guess to a degree. Um, I have in my notes he's better than Pierce as like oh, the resident sure. old grumpy man. Amazing. Yeah. He has his comics with the duck, which I think are kind of. I cute. was about to bring that. That is. I love that episode when he literally like find he's the first person to like sit down Abed and be like no you were wrong I actually dislike him for that reason really because he's mean he like doesn't understand Abed um and so he punishes him because he on his end he doesn't understand Abed yeah and like at the same time like Abed should learn how like his actions have effects on other people. But That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's on the spectrum. Like yes. he just doesn't understand that it's not something you can teach him. And like you said, I think punish is a good word that like to describe what he did. And that the part well, I don't agree with. Abed like says like, "Oh, this is what they did to me when I was younger. Like they'd shove me in a locker." Yeah, and he's like having to relive that trauma by another adult. Doesn't he like handcuff him or something? He handcuffs him to like a, a, a chair, a file, or or yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah. So like that was dumb, but like I'm in the essence where like you said like actions like not everything is justifiable. And you need to be like, hey, like you can't do this because like in essence, no one ever teaches Abed that. Like he he is his own person, but like he's an adult. You can't. I know. Be like I have to teach him a lesson. It's just like it's true. Yeah, he is an adult. It's just not gonna be something he's ever gonna learn yeah. because that's not who he is. It's true. Um. I, I'll talk more about that later. Um, he comes around, Buzz Hickey. I, I like him. Um, and he just leaves. He's just gone. I know. That was because of, what, his son? Yeah, his son, who was played by uh, David Cross. Yes. Oh, That's the when they do the other Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, yes. They do the next one. Yeah. That episode was interesting. It was. Not as good as the original Dungeons and Dragons one, but I still enjoyed it. But they removed that episode as well. You didn't know that. Really? They Yeah, on like streaming platforms, they took that episode away. <gasps> the second one? The first one. Oh, no, I know they took okay, away yeah. the first one. What was the, reason, the second one. What was the reasoning again? Because Ben Chang is like in blackface. Yes, but what's... Is, then isn't there two episodes they took off? I forget what the other one was about. Okay. But yeah, I think there is another one that okay, they got yeah, rid of. Okay, yeah, I was confusing them, but yeah. That makes um, sense now, that's which actually brings us to our next character on this list, which is Ben Chang. Oh my god! Who is not ben. literally a psychopath? Literally, like I hate him so much. But here's the but thing: he's so... when he's good, he's good, and when he's bad, he is so bad. Yeah. That he's just such a good, like a well-crafted character. He like, is. You just, you just want to see what he's gonna do next. What crazy it's shit true. he's gonna. But like pull. every time, and, and I think it's because I've seen the show so many times. Like every time he comes on the screen, I'm just like, again. Again. <laughs> a fucking game. Yeah, like, here we um, go. Like, 
And actually, I put your word in here. I said, still somehow endearing yeah. after all the crazy shit he it's pulled. It's true. He is. There's that. There's part of you that, like, roots for him with the whole arc with Shirley when you're not sure if it's, oh, like, no. his. Oh, hell there's no. There's part of me that's, like, I kind of wish it was his baby and that he got to have this with Shirley. Because he, he does become a better person through I that. I mean, yes, but, like, no. I, like, I mean. No, he's still, like, gross and stuff. But he no, does no, I know grow. what you're saying, but like personally, I if I could have my my like own chance at rewriting that script with Shirley, I don't want him, I don't want her with Ben, I don't want her with her husband either. I oh, want no. her to be a badass. The men mom. in the men in her life are, are terrible. Oh, she deserves so much better. Um, my favorite, besides the whole Chang Changisha arc, which I think is <laughs> insane. I forgot about so that. So funny. How can it's like a whole season? I know. And then he becomes like a dictator at the end. <laughs> um, is when they're planning the midterm dance or whatever, and he does the bear down for midterm oh, yes, thing. Yes, and they're like, "Do you not know what's happening right now?" Bear down for midterms. He's just crying. They're like, "We don't get it." And yes, yeah, the whole thing that the, it's a bear like melts on the ground. Yes. But oh, it's so funny. I think they said like that was the only time that. Um, Ken had ever like really broken down on set but like I've never seen that emotion from you before because he was crying doing the bear yeah. down for midterms thing so funny Um, next on our list is Vaughn who is Britta's ex-boyfriend with not another one small nipples and obnoxious v-necks listen he's stupid he's mean but he's very hot I I don't really uh, it, mm, doesn't do it for you? Not at all. Well, as a woman who likes men sometimes, sometimes. I think he's hot. <laughs> no, I get it. I think like obviously he was picked for that reason. I think reason. it's cuz he is mean. It, it, I like a man who's a little bit mean. Oh, you think he's mean? Yeah, he writes that whole song about Britta being a bitch. Yes. He's a misogynist. Oh, for sure. Like, after uh, she doesn't serve a purpose for but him But I see that... And then there's the whole thing with Annie. I see that as, like, a whole childish thing. And not to, like, excuse him. But, like, I don't see him as, like, truly mean. I just see him being like, oh, well, like, this is how you treat me. I'm, I'm gonna do write this song about you. Like, it's, Yeah, it's childish. But, like, at a, cer like at a certain age, like, he, like that's a detriment. Like, he's too stupid to be mean. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why he's not lower on the list. My favorite thing now with that plot line is how Pierce is in the band with yeah. him. And he's like singing the song, I'm getting rid of Britta. <laughs> he's like I'm singing background vocals. Beat. It's so good. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I kind of like one. Um, next character is Vicky. Oh my God. All I wrote is that I like Vicky. I love Vicky. I just think she's great. She is a queen. She is she's... so iconic. My favorite Vicky moment is when Pierce threatens her to drop from the, the race. To be the school president, and he threatens her. He just hates Vicky for some reason, which is a good I know reason the reason why. Him. Well, because she didn't lend him a pencil or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate Pierce. I hate him so much. He's fat phobic too, by the way. He's a lot of phobic. He was homophobic too until he realized it was making him money. Then he went back to being homophobic, and he kept for on making his father. He kept on making gay jokes at Jeff, even though Jeff isn't even. And Britta. Gay. And yeah, and Britta. Anyone who he could. Yes. Ugh. Pierce sucks. Um, we like Vicky. We do. Next is 
Professor Bauer, who's played by Ms. Betty White. Oh, my God. She gets extra points because, again, she almost killed Jeff. <laughs> points did. off because she she almost did. She didn't. Like, also, the like, it's so unfair how little we got of her. I think it's because she's Betty White. Like, she is pricey. I know. I can't believe they got her for a single episode. I know. Remember when Jack Black was on a few episodes? Yeah, when He's I forgot great. there was a there was an I think it was season two. There's a character you brought up before, and I thought it was the oh when you talked about Todd for some weird reason I thought that was Jack Black's character. No, he probably had a similar name though. Um, and I think they were introduced around the same time. Yeah, like what is his? Uh, he has a name in the in the show. Jack Black's character. Yeah, I don't remember it. But he wants to like join the the group the and group. stuff. Because he's in their classes. I mean, but that's the whole running joke. That's the gag is no one knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's all I'm going to say about her. Yeah. Next, we have Rich from Pottery Class. What? Also, what is that face? I, that's one of my favorite episodes, too. Oh, the Pottery episode? Mm-hmm. It's really funny. It's so good. I think Rich is very cute. He is. He is. Handsome, he's smart. He's handsome. He's smart. He's so. Oh. He oh. pulled some stupid shit in that Halloween episode <laughs> where he's in the banana costume oh, and well, he locks himself in with everybody and he goes, I thought I was special. <laughs> and he like, you know what? Like, yeah. I'm not surprised. He's a man. And also like, he, you know why? Because he he wanted final girl energy, but he can never be final girl. He wanted to be exceptional, but he's not. exceptional. He's not. I have to say he is the perfect foil for Jeff Winger. No, he is. He challenges him and his notions about masculinity and and ev- and like everything else and yeah. that's why Jeff is so like threatened by him threatened by him it's I good ha- for Jeff to have I have to say I thought there was going to be a little bit of a homoeroticism between the two I mean there is there is but like I thought so the that episode the pottery episode where he runs to his house in the pouring rain and yeah I thought I literally they were gonna kiss I really did and I was like what? there's probably fanfic out there for it or I'll write some I have to it. say though like if it happened I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't put it past Dan but then Harden. I would you think it was homophobic like the whole thing with the uh the yeah. John Krasinski yeah. and Pete Davidson of it all yeah I, I did go off about that a few, you did a few episodes ago so yeah be consistent I know I need, I have to no say. it's true and I'm not saying I would applaud it I was just saying I saw that coming for oh. some weird reason I think it's oops coded that way yeah like the coming to someone's house there's a the lot pouring of, rain there's a lot coding. of queer coding in that show yeah overtly and subtly as well well yeah there's, there's a character who's very over, he is queer coded which we will go into very yes we will yes we will um, the next character is Subway also known as Rick who is the the, the the character who... Brett is love interest. Brett is... I think they were the best suited for each other. I think they could have been endgame. I agree. I said he was kind of good with Britta. Um, he was genuinely sweet, but unfortunately, he was owned by corporations, just like everything else that we love in this life. It's such a great, like, microcosm, his character, of, like, so much bigger problems. And it, like, reminds me of, like, the whole thing on Twitter where, like, these brands are kind of evolving to have, like, personalities where, like, Wendy's yeah, is, whole like, joke about having it. beef with McDonald's yeah, about shit. Yeah, that's, like, the whole joke behind and his character, like, which is great. I hate this stage of capitalism. Yeah. And honestly, I love, like you said, like, the show should have been Endgame. They were perfect. There was just this, it was very much, 
Romeo Juliet star cross lovers yeah, energy between because them. Britta is this person who's so anti corporation and everything that he stands for. Yeah, uh, but he's but yet she still falls he, for him. Yeah, um, and I I do have to like mention because we're not going to talk about this character because I forgot his name. Britta has a lot of men come and go in her life, and you know Subway is up there for her. The other end of the spectrum, the terrible ones. How could we forget about her carny boyfriend who she goes like literally oh, animalistic yeah. over yeah he's he's gross too. he's so gross and it, jeff is like but why yeah why and him? he becomes so obsessed like mm-hmm. jess is Je- jess jeff is a very obsessive character yeah he's very obsessive he has a lot what would of you say jeff's sign is Ooh. should we throw this sign under the bus again like we did in our pilot episode are you gonna say libra no i was gonna say virgo no he's not a virgo and he's, he's a too, Virgo. Yeah, Jeff is too chaotic to be a Virgo. I think Jeff is he a Gemini? Maybe Cancer. No, Troy is a Cancer. Hmm. 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 What's the best way? <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, oh. That's uh, yeah. Food for thought. Food for thought. So uh, Bessie, Bessie's out there. Us, uh, us know what you think Jeff sign is. Yeah, either tweet at us, email us. I'll probably Google it. Contact us. Call us. Call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. Like, let us know what you think his sign is. Um, next on our list we have Garrett. I just oh, think he's Garrett. so funny. Isn't there like the whole thing where it's was it they were trying to fix him? It's like, did we? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like save Garrett. Just like did oh, because it was Garrett? in like um that was the episode with the lockers, and then he's like, mm-hmm. we had lockers this whole time. Yeah. And then he's like, what save Garrett? And then she's like, we already saved him. <laughs> like, did we? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about Garrett comes in like the second to last episode. <gasps> oh my god, we can't. So we cannot talk about it. We can't. Oh my Just god. Just Elroy's line. It's I one think of the. Sums it it's up. one of the best episodes. Now there is a man who knows how to marry his cousin. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so funny. It's so it's it just it it's a good episode. It really is. And like And I'm glad that Garrett, you know, gets gets his oats, you know? Yeah. I and it's it's such a especially for the le- for season six episode, it was so out of like left field. But it was a good way to like get a lot of characters back, yeah. back and like resolve some of I their storylines and stuff. Also, I feel like Garrett is just like so holistically created in the sense where we all know a Garrett. Yeah. And that was the purpose behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We love Garrett. Next character on our list is Neil, also known as Fat Neil, but I don't want to call him Fat Neil yeah. because the whole arc that he, or not arc, but And like, I think that's actually a part of like another reason with that episode being taken off it it, it annoys me because that's like neil's episode where like he is going to kill himself that, that's what i'm talking about They're like jeff, the suicidal. this is a big thing with jeff too and it's a, actually a good character moment for pierce even though i don't like pierce it's yes. a good moment for him but where they invite neil to have this campaign this dungeons and dragons campaign yeah. um like Neil is such a sweet guy, but he wants to take his life because he just doesn't get any respect and he doesn't think anybody cares about him. And the study group invites him, and they're all trying to be really nice to him, but that's not the point. The only person who really treats him like another person and like he has his own thoughts and values is Pierce by challenging him and not letting like not letting go. Yeah. Um, 
And so that is, like, a genuinely good episode just for how it conveys the dynamic that they have and, like, every character's outlook on outreach and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But also we get a lot, you know, we go into the mind of Neil and into this character who, you know, he's a bigger guy, but, you know, he's more than that. I agree. I think he deserved more episodes. There's a lot of depth and pain in him that's not really explored outside not, that episode that yeah, much. Yeah, like he re- that like you said that was his episode and like outside of that he isn't in many other episodes and when he is it's just like really like minor experiences. Yeah. I really like Neil. I do too. He's just sweet. Um next on our list is Leonard. Shut up, Leonard. <laughs> Leonard. RIP by the way the actor no. Richard Irvin he passed away in 2019 yeah. he was one of the little rascals he was he says that in the show and yes. I was like oh my god was he and I looked it up he is he is yeah wow yeah um, um again he's mean to Jeff so it's a win it's a win it's a win and it's it not only is he mean to him it's like Jeff gets so worked up about it I know he like really he gets w- under his skin I was about to say he reason. really gets under his skin maybe so. it's because he's just like this old dude who you'd think would be so ineffective and it's just like oh it's just like this little old man but he's just so mean to Jeff. Yeah. It's so it's funny. It's so great. Um, that's really all I have to say about yeah. Leonard. I love Leonard. Um, next on our list is Rachel, who is <gasps> Abed's girlfriend, played Queen by Ms. Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. She deserved more. Yeah, I think it's just like she was Brie Larson, so she was kind of hard to get. And also, She's another Betty White. She... I think she was also like filming Room around this time, or it was Probably. right before she filmed Room. Yeah. So she was a little busy. She, you know, she stays busy. She stays booked. She really do. And that's why they it's couldn't Captain have Marvel. her. Um, I said that anyone who loves Abed that much is a friend of mine. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Um, she's nerdy and she's hot. Perfect character in my in my book. You can't. You can't. The only bad thing is that we can't don't get a lot of her. What? The only bad thing is that we don't get a lot of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, we have Ian Duncan. Mr. John Oliver. Uh, okay, I love John Oliver. Ian Duncan can choke. I said he's kind of a creep. He's kind, kind of an of. asshole. He's very much a creep. He literally gives Britta free therapy for like, what was it, like a whole year so she doesn't get expelled? Yeah, just to get closer to her. But yeah, and it's. There's that whole episode where. Implied. He wants to get her really drunk so that he can take advantage of her, but then he doesn't. Also, he he realizes, oh, this is wrong, and he kind of grows and becomes her actual friend. And he, like, drives drunk a lot. Well, he's an alcoholic. Yeah. That's not his fault. It's a disease. Yeah. Um, and we... I'm tired of alcoholism being like a punchline. That's on what shows. I'm saying. Like that's the the thing I think that like in its early in the in the late 2000s, early 2010s, I guess it was more acceptable. But like I know a lot of people who have like lost family members. Yeah, and there's so many people who like are affected like firsthand by alcoholism, whether it's them struggling or family members. So it it's become more prevalent in the sense where like all these people had it and you never knew because again it was one of those hush hush like don't talk about it Mm -hmm. because it's embarrassing you're going to bring shame upon this family or yourself um so now that we realize hey it's not just angry white older men that have problems with alcohol it's actually a real thing um yeah it 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 just takes away from that narrative and it's a little it's outdated 
Yeah. Very and much I, so. I think he comes around at the end. He does. And that's what I'm really looking forward to in a character. Like, did they learn from their mistakes? Have they become a better person? I have to and admit, how though, I do, I do love his rivalry with Ben Chang. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Good. Um, and the restraining order. The restraining order is yeah. really funny. Um, Good bit. Next on our list again this is like a one-off character but somehow made it to the, like the top 10 because of how good the performer was i'm so excited and that is gilbert lawson aka like cornelius's estranged son yes that episode oh my goodness. where they're put into the video game and they have to the virtual simulation yeah yeah they have to make it to the end to like claim the estate or something or mm-hmm. the fortune um the, the character is played by Giancarlo Esposito, who you might know, the, the viewers, the besties, might know from Breaking Bad mm-hmm. or more recently on The Mandalorian. Yes. Um, he's just, I think he's one of the best TV actors of our time. Like, he's, he's also good at movies, but, like, when I think of him as an actor, I think television. of his television roles, how commanding he is of the screen mm-hmm. how he just embodies these roles so well and he's a character you love to root for in the show or you love to hate Ooh, interesting because at first you're like oh i hate this guy and then how quickly it turns around yeah, because of his right. performance and you are rooting for him and you love him and he does that in a single episode yep. are you kidding That's it's true. both the strength of the writing and of the the acting he has the range oh Without question, he has the range, darling. That's why of he's in the top he, ten. Love no bits. He has the range. He has. Um, yeah, <sighs> I love him. Next character is Elroy, who is a is a, is a latecomer. He's in the last season. Yes. Um, he's a lot of fun. He just like brings this great, warm paternal energy. Mm-hmm. Again, he's kind of mean to Jeff. We love that in a character. We really do. <laughs> um. He fit in the group like pretty seamlessly. I was about to say it, like, it was I feel like, like a seamless transition into the group. Yeah, Buzz um, had a little bit of like a uh, unsturdy entrance into the the group, and he was a little bit didn't want to be a part of it. Where Elroy came in, and he's like, "Yeah, he's at the table," and there's like no questions. About yeah, it. and I feel like between Elroy and his like relationship, particularly with Abed, I feel like I enjoy. I yeah, their uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he introduced us to the band Natalie is Freezing. Yes. It's great. Amazing. Um, next on our list is like the first of like, well, I mean, Pierce was already introduced, but like the first of like the main group yeah. to really be spoken about, which is Jeff Winger. Jeff Winger. Who is technically the protagonist of, of the, the show. show. Yeah. But, okay, so what do, what do I have to say? I have in my notes asshole but we love him but he's question hot. mark okay he's a he's supposed to be the protagonist yet we don't really root for him like he's he's going towards his goals but we I don't never want root him. for him no we i don't want him to succeed at what he wants to do which is graduate and become a lawyer you're like no you i want him to stay at this school i yeah. want him to fail and not become a lawyer i want him to learn yeah, you really want him just to Because he doesn't, that's the, and he even says that, like, he's like, I'm not here to learn. I'm here to, to get, like, a degree, and, like, he does they every shortcut. good. Yeah, they, he does every shortcut in the book to make sure he just gets an easy A. Mm-hmm. Um, I. What a bastard. I'm going to set this up now. I'm going to say that he's a Ferris Bueller type, and I'll expand on what I mean by this later. But just start 
keep that nugget in there. I will. I will try. I I'm excited to see where you go with this because okay. I don't 100 percent agree yet. Okay. And my last note is Joel McHale is hot, and we need to let him go through whatever he's currently going through that allows him to post those bathtub photos on oh Instagram. Oh my god! Yes, we do. He's been posting these Instagram photos where he's in his bathtub. Definitely with... not safe for work material. I mean, the bubbles cover everything. Uh, they do. They're but suggestive. Like... It's very suggestive, especially like your depending on your work things. setting. Yeah. Made me feel things. Re- read the room, yeah. Um, the reason I saw it was my my good friend Kate right here sent me sent me the screenshot. She sent me the receipts, and I feel like I was definitely at work. I don't care. I definitely was, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I ain't complaining. But again, I, there's something about him that I'm like, you know what he is? He is. The one night stand that you look back and you reminisce and you're happy you did it, but you're glad you never were in a relationship with him. Yeah, you probably romanticize him more yes. than he deserves. Probably. Yeah, there's something about him that I'm like, like I don't you, trust not like, him. Not, not like you look back and romanticize, but you look back and you're like, damn, I did that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna go any further. Anyways. Next on our list is magnitude, and only two words really come to mind magnitude. when I say magnitude, and they are pop, pop. pop. He was in my top five. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he was in my top five, but definitely my top ten. Um, what is there not to like about magnitude? He's a leader. He's a patriot. He's a celebrity. Remember, He's a celebrity. Uh, my He's fa- iconic. My favorite is when Dean Pelton, I forget what episode it is, but he's doing like a tour for the school mm-hmm. for like incoming students and he shows them you know the Greendale 7 he's like this is like our little study group and like he's like get ready for like the main attraction y'all are about to meet magnitude and like all the students like go insane they, they don't even go to that school they are prospective mm-hmm. students and they know magnitude That's... his influence his influence and if I had the sound bit I would play it but instead I'm going to reenact it what can I say he's an icon he's a legend he, he is, is the, the moment. moment. Now, come, now, come on, on now. now. Um, he also, like, the actor, not the character, plays um Lee Jordan in the Will Not Be Named movies. Mm. There's eight of these movies, seven of the books. This character is, like, the announcer for the, the, the air football soccer they play. I know nothing of these series, so this is news to me. You know the series. I'm not going to name it because I don't want to give attention or clout to the, the turf who wrote it. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's in the corner of my sister's room that you're looking at. No, even before speak. you said that, I was just like, yeah, no, we will not give that attention. No. But no, you no now, free clout. now this makes sense. Okay. Because I'm like, I thought, I thought. This, Percy Jackson. <laughs> no, I thought the project where you were talking about, you were like, that we're not going to name. I thought that was the name of the project that we're not oh, going to name. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, like, this is That'd new. be funny, and, though. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, like, I haven't heard of this one. So, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Nope. Um, next Moving on, on. list is Frankie Dart. Love I her. love Frankie. I'm I wrote a her. lot on her. As you should, you know, I think she's so underappreciated, she and really I'm glad is. we're going to hype her up, because any other community fan out there probably will not put her in the list and i would hope they would they're no they wouldn't i know it because they people out there don't have taste she is (laughs) i don't think people give her enough credit for how funny she is she's just great she saved that last season she's a boss bitch she is a girl boss 
we need to stop using this word because we're losing the ironic take on it. I know. And it makes me uncomfortable. Anyway, she doesn't take Jeff's shit. She doesn't. And I cannot emphasize enough how much I like a character that doesn't buy into his bullshit and is not put under his spell. Yeah, she's not charmed by him whatsoever. And it's. Is it because she's a lesbian? Do they ever confirm that in the end? I don't. Oh my God. I don't remember. It's like in the last episode. I'm going to say that she is. Besties, do the research. Prove us wrong. I don't know. I'm going to say Or prove us right. Um, she actually tries to understand Abed in a way that like no one except yes. for Annie and Troy ever really tried to. You know why? Because what was her background professionally, like in the her character? Well, she just like comes to schools or whatever and helps them figure out like what's wrong and how to fix it. Yeah, like, she she's came a, there she, to save Greenville. She's a fixer, and like to me, like she has the social worker energy. Mm-hmm. That's why she knows she understands people. She is a professional. She's also hot so hot and so she helps save the professor school. slater wishes <laughs> really and she ends up loving the school so like she even evolves beyond but what we originally know about her where like she kind of doesn't it sounds like she doesn't like greendale but she's like i'm just here to do For my a job. job yeah and she ends up really loving the study group and the school itself and i just i love frankie oh, she's great and her name's frankie it's yeah. so cool okay Next is Shirley Bennett, who's a bit manipulative. A bit problematic. A bit like, of, she has a little bit of that like toxic positivity. Also just like the toxic um, conservative religious, religious mindset. I yeah. that crea- it's like her, she's an interesting character. But that's her character. Christianity like makes her a bad person somehow. Yes, and that is what's so ironic and so funny. I think it's because... I'm pretty sure Dan Harmon's an atheist. Is he? Or he's not a he's not a Catholic. That makes so much sense. My oh my god, one of my favorite lines in um one of the first Christmas episodes. Oh, is it when the they bring in the kids? It's like, what is the special day? And they're like, no, 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 they that's ain't gonna tell you. that's regional. Um, that's the one with the Glee Club. No, this yeah, this that, ep- one, that is such a funny moment. Though. Oh, comparative religion. It's the first season when. Because you just talked about atheism when they're going around the room talking about all their religions and they ask Jeff and of course he he's like agnostic and then mm-hmm. I think Pierce says something like ah oh, the lazy man's atheist and that <laughs> line just stuck with me and I whenever someone says they're agnostic I always respond with that as the joke that is kind of true though it's yeah I would no we're no, not gonna go into this I, I mean atheists there's a certain brand of them that I just hate who are just so annoying. They're like, oh, you believe in God? That's so dumb. And it's just like, if it makes them a better person and doesn't hurt anybody, like, who cares? If they're using it to hate other people, yeah, okay. Which a lot of people do. But a lot of the times, atheists aren't attacking people because of that. They're yeah, attacking no, them because like, it's like, you believe in you, some guy in the sky? See, like, I, my thing is, you practice whatever makes you happy as long as you're not pushing it onto others or trying to, like judge someone based on the way they live Mm -hmm. like you can you can have your opinions just keep them to yourself keep it moving stay in your lane end Um, note yeah Shirley is a family woman but she learns over the seasons to kind of put herself first yes which I really love other people I mean like her kids obviously but even after like to an extent like she starts her own business which is what her dream was originally and she you know 
Does she end up leaving her husband? I, I think, think she they does. stay together. Or they, if they separate, they get back. I don't know. It's a whole thing. It's very back and forth. Um, Yvette only really left the show because she was taking care of her father. It wasn't yeah. like a creative difference. Or yes. Anything. Like she dearly loves everybody. Yes. Um, oh, she's such. I love her as a, as a human being. Um, also, going back to it, another reason why we can hate on Jeff Winger. He is in part the reason that Shirley has marital problems with Andre. Oh, yeah. Because he thing. was the one who got the stripper off. Mm. Damn. And encouraged and encouraged her to go talk to Andre when they mm-hmm. were at like some bar or something. Mm-hmm. So Jeff is the reason for everything. Okay. Next. Next. We're getting to the, the end here, really. We have Ms. Britta Perry. Ugh. She really Britted this list, didn't she? Didn't she? Oh, my God. I just love... Britta is probably one of my top three. And a lot of people hate on her, and that's the running joke, of course. But, like, I truly and dearly love Britta. I have this to say. The thing was, she was such a compelling character at first. Like, she's this boss, boss bitch. I know where you're going, who, and I agree. Um, And then once she no longer serves the purpose of being, like, Jeff's manic pixie dream girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, they just make her shallow and stupid. Yes. And she becomes this joke character because she's not supposed to be taken seriously as a love interest anymore. Yes. And that was so awful of them to do. Like I agree. I still like Britta, but they dumb her down. They do. I still love her. She. I will always have like so much love in my heart for her. But I agree. I wish they kept her like smart as a whip. And I think Gillian also shares that sentiment about the character where she's mm-hmm. like, I still love Britta, but they definitely turned her character around and you know all that being said she still tries to be what she thinks is like a good person even if it's all for show and she's like actually a coward yeah um she's still like a cool person but despite that's what, all that that's what i think is so interesting about her character mm-hmm. is like she's like this humanitarian and like this person who wants to better the world but she like needs to work on herself before she can better the world because she's really not even i don't think she she's has to doing... analyze the reasons why she wants to be a good yeah. person like is it so that other people will see you as a good person or because you want to be a good person yeah i think a lot of people my favorite is the um is it intro to felt surrogacy yes the puppet episode and they're singing around the campfire, and she admits that the only thing she's ever voted in was for the voice. Oh, yeah. <gasps> that, I, mean, I feel like we know so many people like that in real life. Oh, for sure. We're and th- like, that's why I love that part because I'm like, again, like I feel like this show is so satirical in the sense where it's bringing real life. That's why it's also so meta. The show it's bringing like real life into focus and being like making everyone like kind of look within themselves as an audience and that's what's so cool about the show and it's just like oh like they're constantly calling people out in the best way mm-hmm. okay next we have one of the best characters most one of the most quotable characters what number are we on uh we're almost we're at number four okay perfect is dean craig pelton <laughs> okay him. first of all what what are all the things that you have in common okay. with Dean Craig uh, Pelton? <laughs> Craig Pelton. Um, we are both named Craig. <gasps> what? We are both queer coded. <laughs> I mean, it's more than just coded, honey. <laughs> more than coded, honey. Um, we are both obsessed with Dalmatians. In the same capacity, or <laughs> <laughs> not in that capacity, but 
I like literally, I it's like one of my favorite dog breeds, and I love Dalmatians. And like, it's it's very uncanny watching the show and like watching the similarities. <laughs> um, I feel like we're we're similar in size too. Um, Both obsessed with Joel McHale. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> but that's about it, maybe. But that's a lot of co- commonality. Um, I do want to comment in terms of like his um his queerness. Um. I believe he's pansexual, right? He's just, I would say he's all queer. Yeah, which I think is really great. I love that they don't just go with the he's gay trope, but they like ex- they expand it. Yeah, like it, it is a running. It's all encompassing. Like at first it's a gag, and then it like becomes a very serious part of his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the whole like the gay dean of it all. Gay dean. Gay, gay dean. dean. <laughs> um. So it's it's it is queer representation, even if it's a bit dubious at times, where it is kind of a gag, and like he has this obsessive crush on Jeff, where he you know sometimes violates him in a few ways, but that's just more speaking to the fact that he's Craig. And but I love also gay. obviously like the most iconic part about him is his costume, and oh. like how he breaks. I have to go to the bank today. <laughs> he has to break <laughs> gender roles in such a great way. I would say if he were written today, like, he would be they. Yes. You know. Do you uh, have a favorite Craig Pelton outfit? I like the half and half one. The one where he says, I have to go to the bank today. That's a good one. I like the American one when they're having the election. And That's, he has... He, he has like, to borrow his sisters. His, his sisters, yeah, quote unquote. Quote unquote, yeah. Um, I have a few of his quotes written down. <gasps> I mean, the I have to go to the bank today one. The This better not awaken anything in me. I <laughs> say that best all one. the time. The best one. I say that a lot now because of you as well. <laughs> Because you say it a lot, and I picked up on it's it. Better not awaken anything in me. Um, the one where Shirley's writing the horror story, and he comes in, dresses the devil with the chainsaw, and he goes, "Gay, Gay marriage." marriage. <laughs> it's so funny. And um, when he has like that, uh, like that AR suit on, and he goes, "Jesus wept." <laughs> he just he well if there's an extreme to be taken he goes to that extreme he is the perfect character he's so great he's fantastic okay enough about him now we're going into our is this our top three now this is our top three these are the oh my god our favorite three characters number three is annie edison (laughs) annie's pretty young we try not to sexualize her aka adderall annie yes so okay little annie adderall I, she, you know. First of all. She's a drug addiction survivor. Yes. But first of all, we have to mention it's Alison Brie. Yeah. And I, we I all have. know, if you don't know by now, Besties, Alison Brie is one of my favorite humans on planet Earth. I am, I. We're whipped. I am so whipped for Alison Brie. It is scary. It, the if, amount of times I think about her in a single day. I think. Horrifying. Like, if you, like, if you had one person who you had to go straight for, Alison Brie, all the way, all the way, and that makes sense. She's gorgeous. She is the the she is the blueprint for Catholic guilt. Interesting. You've never seen that tweet? 
No. <gasps> I feel like uh, it's from so long ago. I probably it seems sent like it to you. That's on but someone, but someone like wrote she like basically the way the like however God made her or something like why did he instill so much Catholic guilt into this? <laughs> I kind of see it. So true. Um, I think so. When I first watched this, like at least the earlier seasons, I didn't really like Annie, and I was like, why? Why don't I like Annie? Because you're crazy. No, it's because she's a lot like me. Yes. Um. And so when I see her being, we obs- tend to not like the people. Yeah, we see her. When I see them. her being obsessive and like mm-hmm. super nerdy and like uh, crushing on older men, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh girl, what is wrong with you? And then I'm like, oh wait, oh wait, that's me. Oh wait, oh, oh my no. god. Um, sometimes she slips up, like morally speaking, but she's in general a good. I person. think she's allowed to. Uh, yeah, I mean, she just she she cracks sometimes. She sometimes just makes these manic she's like a bad child, decisions. She is young, pretty young. Yeah. Trying to sexualize her. Um, I I love Annie. I just love her. She's great. I. She would her. probably be my number one. Like this list is always going to change as like we watch the show more. Oh, my number one will always stay the same. I know who it. Is. No, yeah, he might be my number one, or number two. Ugh. We'll we'll go. We will go in depth. Don't you worry. Now we're headed to our communal number two right now, which is. Troy Barnes. Which I'm so surprised we agreed on that. Why? Troy Barnes for me. I love him. But there's also this mutual hate for him. Go on. Uh, I think it's also my love for Annie and her love for him and how she's treated by him Mm. is like a huge reason also I feel like he's a bit of a problematic jock boy archetype he is and then he isn't once he kind of grows out of oh no he does change once he, he goes through a lot of growth he's not a jock yeah and he grows with his relationship and friendship with Abed and the rest of the group yeah that's what like makes him a, so fantastic it's like a, it's a, like a 180 yeah. he's so sweet and so dumb but he's not a himbo because he doesn't exactly respect women. He doesn't. He names the monkey Annie's boobs. Yeah. So people who try and call him a himbo, no. No. <laughs> and that's not the only woman he disrespects. Oh, yeah, there's a few. You will, you should relate to him a little bit. Don't, we're not talking about this, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. We are cutting it there. <laughs> um, I was very sad when he left. I think everyone was. Um, He went on his, his boat voyage and then never returned and he left for Abed I, my favorite gag with Troy is they're at the table and um, someone says something and Annie makes a notch where it's yeah. like classic yes, wingers I knew you were gonna go there. Yeah, and then I, uh, I think Annie makes a joke about Jeff's abs and so Jeff makes a notch that says Jeff's abs and then it pans to Troy and he makes a notch <laughs> under it but and his it just setting is notches, notches. <laughs> That is so funny. Like that's one of those things where you watch it, you're like, I wish I wrote that. That is so, so funny. Good. So good. Okay. So we're at our number one. I think everyone who knows me has seen this coming. Um, I can actually agree on this actually. I just said actually twice. But yes. That's how much, so much you agree. Actuality I can agree for sure. So our number one is Abed Nadir. 
Danny. In my notes, I have, Danny. I don't have the words, and then I have a paragraph of text. <laughs> Danny. Danny Pooty. Oh. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. My goodness. Beautiful man. Yeah, all around. Okay, so I'm going to write, I'm going to just speak my little spiel that I have written after yeah, I wrote, I'll I don't have introduce. the words. So, I related to Annie, of course, when I watched the show, but, like, the first character I really found myself relating to was Abed. And mm. I've spoken about this actually with my, my screen wrote, uh, screenwriting Ooh. cohort because we had the question, you know, what shows have had an influence on you? And I said community. And they asked me why. And I said, honestly, it was a lot, Abed. Yes. Um, so I have, like, a problem relating to other people outside of the realm of, like, speaking about media and, like, making movie or tv references i mean this whole podcast is like yeah me talking about other things literally we are readers of the lost arts yeah. so abed somewhat served as like a buffer for me realizing that it's okay to have that that proxy of communication but like after a while people will start relating to you in like other ways based more so on shared experiences you've had like both with each other and in real life and a lot of the time we what we realize in characters or movies and television that allow us to just talk about them so easily is that recognition that the experiences they've had are ones that we've had it's the relatability in our own lives and we've simply never remembered or written them down committed them to some kind of written history so you know if you were to write your own tv show based off of your life your character would be able to talk to other characters not about external media mm-hmm. but about those shared experiences yep. and you know that kind of metatextual analysis was really happening when i watched and connected to abed's character and I he was is like, the most meta character and ironically he is the most meta character so i'm watching this and just like realizing so many things about myself it's like the brain synapses are yes connecting. exactly oh yeah brain blast right there um you know, Abed, he is neurotypical, and it never makes him lesser than other characters. And it's great representation. It's, it just makes him, like, it just shows him, like, he's different, but he's not lesser. Because think about, this came out in 2009, correct, I want to say? Yeah. Um, how many shows did we have, or even movies, about representation, about... Um, People with, like, autism or Asperger's. Yeah. We People had uh, Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And, like, that's mm-hmm. it. Um, it doesn't define him, this condition. It doesn't. It just adds to him in such a good way. And I think it's because uh, Dan Harmon, I think he is also autistic in some capacity. He could be on the spectrum, yeah. I mean, he was based off of a character that he's, like, I mean, a person that he's friends with in real life. Also, um, I think just Danny's ability to play this character so effortlessly. He just does something. And because he has so much love. He does. This char- I mean, who wouldn't have love for this character? Yeah. Um, his friendship with Troy, it just oh, it makes my heart so full. The way they both help each other grow. He's a comfort character. Yes. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Like, he's next to, like, Kermit the Frog. Yeah. On my comfort characters list. Like, ugh. I mean, I've... Ugh. I love Since he's our number one, I, there's so many moments, and obviously I'm probably not even going to touch most of them, or if not any of them, but, like... um. Some of my favorite Abed moments or episodes, of course, the episode where he is Jesus. Mm. He is Abed. Good. And 
Oh, oh, oh and he wants to be like a filmmaker. Yes. Just like me. Damn, we have a lot in common. Yeah, and like that's the whole point of that episode. It's like he is making a film about a film. About making films. Yeah. And what that means to and, God. Like, the and the camera. The camera like, is God. God and <laughs> yeah, and he is, yeah. And the audience is the actors. Like, it was so meta, that episode. That was ridiculous. And like Shirley trying to shut it down. And Abed's like, no, like this is my interpretation. And like I am, this is art. It's supposed to be subjective. It's supposed to push boundaries. And I'm going to go through with this. So genius. Also, I think this is a really sad episode, um, but it's the Christmas episode where it's animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going into, you know, why he, like, it was the, the certain day was the January 6th or something, where it was, like, the day that his, his mom left. Yes. And that's why he has this connection to Christmas, even yeah. though he never really celebrated it. Oof, it hurts. It hurts, but it's such a good episode. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it has, really shows how much everyone cares about Abed. Mm-hmm, that they would go as far as what they do for him. So this is where I'm connecting back to my Ferris Bueller thing. Okay, let's do it. So so in the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the protagonist is technically Ferris Bueller, and it's about his journey. And his the side character of Cameron, mm-hmm. his best friend, yep. is like, you know, he's this kind of sad guy who he's always stressed out and all this stuff, and he's kind of supposed to be comedic relief but the movie almost ends up being more about Cameron and you care more about his journey Mm -hmm. and I think Abed is the Cameron Fry to Jeff Winger's Ferris Bueller I get it now and I'm so happy you like kind of waited it off because when you if I look at it like in part not as like you just kind of put it together like a puzzle piece like and you're looking at it holistically if you look at it in part and compare Jeff Winger directly to Ferris Bueller I would be like not like in characterization but like as they function I know that's what I was saying as characterization I'm like no way like no I don't see it but now that you're saying and like the functionality of it oh for sure um Abed was not meant to be the protagonist but he becomes in in a sense it's not even that he's like the protagonist but like he is the heart and soul of the, of the show, show. without like, abed it's is, like it's empty he's the most captivating yeah you you root for him more than any other character always um damn i just love abed i love me some abed okay so to who quote, said it what i love me some abed i think everyone has said it there's a particular character Wait, who britta britta yeah it's in the first season i forgot which episode she's like god i love me some abed Oh, I think no, I think it's the episode where he's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So to close everything out, I had two different questions, but I think we're just gonna do the one because this is so long already. No. We um, could talk hours about community. That's we why. really could. We we did. But so my final question for both of us is okay. what does community, both the show and the word, mean to you? Ooh, that's a good question so i i'm gonna start off with the word community okay um, miriam webster def- i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> miriam webster defines as no i'm not looking it up but basically um connotative meaning when i think of community i think of like where you live and like literally the houses next to you it's a community right you all live in the same area you have similar goals similar whatever when you go further with it you know, you look at, like, a school district as a community. 
you look at a an office building where you work as a community. So there's all it's so many layers and levels of community. Um, obviously, you have something like the LGBTQ plus community. Like it's this idea of what you've talked so beautifully about before, a shared experience with like your connection in Abed's character and humanity mm-hmm. and the whole meta of it. And that's like the whole point of. I feel like everything is the relatability and how do we connect back to things through a shared experience. That's how I view the word community, shared experience, um, and what that word means to me and how it's helped me find myself and open up more to my like my friends and the people I want in my life and like to myself, honestly. Um, the show itself came at the perfect time for me. Obviously, as we mentioned before, it was during a pandemic where there was that sense of isolation and it brought me out of that and it made me feel like I was a part of something and also it was a show in which I didn't I don't think anyone like recommended it to me necessarily like I kind of went in on it on my own terms where I'm like I want to try this show and went for it and watched it and obsessed over it and got to share it with like a bunch of other people and they got into it so it was like community in that sense where I'm now sharing a show with others it's like Mm -hmm. very full circle very full circle yes that is that is my spiel uh by the way uh besties you can all let us know once this episode drops you know what community means to you yeah I I can't wait to read some of them twitter or you can um actually email us at I think it's raiders of the pod at gmail.com yep raiders of the pod at gmail.com um so community you know similar to Craig what community means to me like the word is just you know this is these are people who have shared experiences with you who you share something in common with um you know whether it is like the LGBTQ community or your local community um where you work as a community in the first episode um Jeff says you know like once they've established the study group congrats you are now a community yeah and it's like ooh, the that is the word role. that is the word baby um and so you know being part of a community for me has been like being part you know part of my my friend groups um more recently being part of this virtual community with the, the other people in my in my screenwriting program mm-hmm. has been really helpful um and so the show again it came out of time i actually started watching it right before like the pandemic really started um but it was the show that showed me you know throughout everything that if you have a community you can get through it yeah um and it just made me feel very safe yeah and supported safe it is such a comfort show because you why I watch it six times. You grow with these characters. You become a community with them. You become a community with the other people who watch the show. Yeah. And you realize, you know, what you share with people is so important. And that's very magical. More things that bring us together than divide us. Yeah. Um, and I've, you know, felt very isolated from people. What I've when I felt this, I've imagined you know or i've remembered my own communities that i'm a a part of and Mm -hmm. it it really helps you feel less alone yeah and yeah i just the show 
is so special. You know, it is a comedy, but it's, it's so, so much, much more. more than that. It really is. And it, it encompasses so many. It's multi-genre. It's very multifaceted. Um, it's not just your your punchline comedy where you go for good laughs. It also brings heart. It brings that sense of reality. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. You know, if you've wa- listened to this whole thing and you're you haven't watched never it, watched it. Oh my god! I mean, I I would suppose that you are now. It is top notch. There's a reason season two got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so good. I cannot so good. recommend it enough. Um, and you know what? We we've, we've served our own little community here, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we have here at Raiders of the Lost Arts. Raiders of the Lost Arts. And before I forget, there's something we did actually not talk about in this episode so important six seasons in the movie that's true i didn't want to just so we wouldn't go too long but we were promised a movie i didn't even want to go into the movie but i just wanted to say hey like for the fans out there for the besties who listen to our podcast and know the show like the six seasons in the movie iconic Mm -hmm. i think the movie's gonna happen what do you think i hope so i feel like i read something not too long ago where like everyone's on board i know everyone's on board i think the biggest thing would be like how did they get donald glover i think he wants to do it it's just like time Time. for him yeah because he's doing so many other things because he's like a renaissance man he really is so talented it makes my soul hurt he's fantastic god i love him all right anyway so that has been our episode on community our community make sure you follow us on twitter at uh raiders of the pod right yep raiders of the pod i believe i keep on saying that's our thing for everything i should double check um also let's double check that gmail just in case okay our gmail is raiders of the pod at gmail.com raiders send us ideas our twitter is also raiders of the pod i was correct on both fronts perfect um my personal is at Katie Spica, if you want to follow me there. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming if you listen to this, you probably already do. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, I might get an Instagram started for us. That would be really exciting. Because I saw a lot of your friends were tagging you, and I was like, oh, I should just create one yeah. for the whole entire podcast. I'm really, like, I'm so happy my, like, I don't know. Like, this is just such a... I didn't ex- think people would listen. I know. This is just such an experience. I'm just doing I'm, this for fun. We're just doing this for for the hell of it, honestly. For as, and like, like, put so eloquently shits and gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And, like, so when I saw my friends were actually listening, like, I did, like, I texted them separately, of course. Um, and I was like, listen, like, it really... I'm like, I'm not just saying this to be that person. Like, oh, my God, it means so much. But, like, I'm like, it genuinely, like, I know you're my friend, but I wouldn't expect you to sit there and listen to me speak for over an hour. You already deal with me in life. Like, I'm so <laughs> yeah, sorry. True. But um, we've gotten so much great comments from my friends, and which I will share more with you when we end. And I was so happy with it. Yeah. Okay. So um, thank you all for listening thank this you week. Um, we, we love you, besties. I've been Kay. I still am Kay. I've been Craig. I always will be. Oh. Maybe. We'll see. Um, and our little thing that I think it's sticking. Yeah. You think it's sticking? better stick because it is my favorite line. Okay. Go watch a a goddamn goddamn movie. movie. Bye, guys. Bye.